1: Hi, welcome to Preflight. Welcome. Today we're talking uh, Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind and some of our favorite manga adaptations and some of yours, if you voted on yeah. Toonami Facebook and Adult Swim Facebook.
0: Um, we're in the home stretch now. It's all yeah. classics from here on out.
1: The, uh, we're jumping around a little bit. Yeah,
0: but it's still, still going to be oh, yeah. mostly classics. Um, also, Sean, can you turn it up in here a little bit? It was a little quiet when we heard the intro. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, let's. Uh, we're also going to We have our normal... Bunch of promos to show you, and is this we're gonna do a one man's tr- trash? We are indeed one man's trash, and that man is you, it is, and the trash is your trash.
1: It's at this point, it's all of our trash, I think. It's a we've taking, we signed a social contract, I'm not taking responsibility by for your trash, watching Tsunami Free Flight and participating in cool. It.
0: Uh, all right, well, let's get into it. Let's start with our discussion about uh, the great Noska of the Valley of the Wind. um isn't there supposed to be an umlaut over that u
1: it's the a is it the but a the uh, i think it's the first
0: i don't know we'll double check A's. that we'll double check that um and i don't know that our um
1: toonami graphics kit comes with umlauts
0: <laughs> i think it, i mean it probably does i
1: don't think option a works
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh so of the valley of the wind is of course the uh not the first feature film from Hayao miyazaki but um the first based on an original story he had previously directed a lupin movie lupon movie A uh, castle of cagliostro uh, and he very much put his own stamp on that and he had been developing his own version of this story for quite a while um and was able to finally he launched it as a manga first in 1979 and he actually wrote that manga all the way to 1994 or 92 or something forever yeah um So, at the point at which he was making this movie in 19... So, he launched it in 82 and he wrote it till 94. And at the point at which he released this movie in 1984, this movie comprises, like, the first 16 chapters of the manga. But it went on for several more years. So, it's actually... If you read the manga, this movie's, like, a fifth of the overall story. This is really the first chapter of a much longer story. But it's a great standalone movie. Um, Interestingly... He originally was going to base this off of a Richard Corbin comic, uh, and it didn't work out, so then he kind of rejiggered it to be its own thing. And then he still couldn't get funding because at the time, all the companies uh, who were doing funding said, well, we won't do it unless it's already been a manga. You know, like there's a proven...
1: Yeah, track record. uh,
0: Very much the Japanese model. So he said, all right, I'll do a manga. So he wrote and drew the manga himself um, that whole time, and it's obviously the single longest sustained piece of work miyazaki has done i don't um, think
1: my work ethic is quite up to snuff with Hayao miyazaki's
0: i don't think it is Gil. i'll try to work on it um <laughs> so uh i i i don't know how uh you first heard of this movie but i first heard of this movie uh as a so roger corman
1: friend of His- <laughs> american anime fans everywhere
0: bought this movie and brought it over to the u.s for home video and uh, put it out in a very heavily edited version which cut 20 minutes out of it because it's like a two-hour movie and they called it warriors of the wind and i remember getting it in blockbuster because it had just a yep. painting of like monsters and stuff it was, it was nothing the- like
1: the big disney-esque like vinyl (laughs) yeah it
0: It looks it looks nothing they redid all the artwork so it didn't look anything like the what's in the movie and they basically dubbed it and changed a bunch of story points and changed people's names and everything um to make it more americanized which was you know what people did then that was in the late 80s uh and that's how i originally saw it and even through being heavily edited and um obviously choppy I fell in love with it, and it was actually not for several years later that I actually got to see the uncut, actual film.
1: Yeah, I don't think I saw the real film until I was working the at Disney Toonami. Disney yeah, yeah.
0: The... Um, I saw a bo- I... I saw a span sub, and then I actually once it was out officially. Yeah. So uh, let's first I I, I want to look at the Warriors of the Wind trailer just to sort of give you an idea. So it's 1988, 89 anime is just starting to drip into the u.s in video stores mostly toonami's a ways away from coming and pokemon hasn't exploded dragon ball hasn't exploded so most of what the anime you're getting is whatever was brought over and dubbed and either is involved with a toy line or you find it at at the video store so you can't so you you rent like vampire hunter d and this trailer shows up before the movie let's check this out
2: Years from now, the time for hope is running out as the forces of evil are everywhere. Warring nations close in from the south, and those from the dead world come haunting from the north. Soon, both will invade the only place where the wind still blows and the air is still pure. Here, a spirited young princess has dedicated herself to creating a world of peace. She is Zandra, friend of the earth, heir to the throne of zeal, destiny's child, embraced by all who serve her, overwhelming all who defy her. She and all who follow her are warriors of the wind. No motion picture has ever revealed such a future of creatures. And creations of the phantasmagorical and the fantastic of the unexpected and the unforgettable and of one incredible heroine who challenged all those who dared to destroy our tomorrows here is the adventure the spectacle legend that will live in your memory beyond time and for all time warriors of the wind
0: Beyond shaved out some of the beyond, copy and beyond time. time and for all time well which is it is it beyond time or for all time
1: why would, yeah,
0: yeah some odd choices changing the made. names of changing the names to uh, more americanized names was quite common in dubbing then but in this one, it's really pointless because it's a fantasy. So how is Xandra <laughs> better than Nausicaa? Nausicaa? Like oh, right. I don't understand. Uh, oh look, we got our we got our umlauts over the a. Hey. Boom. Uh, see, I told you it was available. Good job, Sean. That was um, Jillian. Good job, Julian. Um, but yeah, I uh, you can obviously see sort of their approach was to make it Star Wars it up a little bit, a big empire yeah. versus a rebellion. You know. Um, and the dub is obviously bad because it's from that era. Because
1: nothing made it yeah. out
0: alive. The Disney redub of it is actually a really good dub, and I actually have watched that just as many times as I've watched the sub version. So um, we were really so full full circle. Nausicaa is probably my favorite Miyazaki movie, even to this day. The Wind Rises, maybe, but um, I mean it's hard to pick a favorite. But I would right. say. It's the one the I first. wind
1: movies are the ones you really
0: like. I really like the ones with planes and flying because I think it's his one of his key obsessions. Um, you know, along with he loves drawing like warships and stuff like that. For a person yeah. who's so anti-war, he's really fascinated with the machinery and the mechanics of war, and so am I. Um, and so, for me, this movie was like a lightning bolt. Like this is one of the movies that spurred my interest in anime and ultimately led me down the path I'm on now so for for that reason I have a particular fondness fondness. yeah so when this came along we were able to show it as a part of the month of Miyazaki several years ago on Toonami Um, we divvied up when the Miyazaki month of Miyazaki was happening we sat down and divvied up okay you do who calls this one so Gil called Spirited Away and I called Nausicaa and Dennis called Laputa and then, actually, and then, Gill and Gill and a little bit me, but mostly Gil, worked on Mononoke. Yeah, um,
1: Mononoke was the one I wanted to do, and Spirited Away. Spirited Away, we all did.
0: We kind of all did. Sort of. Yeah. Um, so here is the promo. Sarah, our editor, cut. And I think she did a great job for Nausicaa. So for me, just being able to cut a trailer for a movie I had loved for so many years was a dream come true. And Sarah did a great job. So let's check out our actual good trailer for Nausicaa. And then we'll talk about the manga.
3: The world is dying. The seven days of fire have left the planet a poison wasteland unfit for life yet another village is dead eh? except in the valley of the wind where the air is clean and the people are free but an ill wind has brought death to this peaceful land what can it be the evil of the past has returned to poison the valley only nausicaa the warrior princess foretold by legend can stop nature from rising up in outrage and wiping humanity from the face of the earth Can she show this world the way of peace before all that she loves is destroyed? All
2: this killing must stop!
3: Or will mankind sink under the tide of hate?
2: It's too late. There's no turning back now.
3: Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, Saturday night at 7.30. The Angel of Light has come. Part of a month of Miyazaki. Only Toonami on Cartoon
0: Network. Ah, the good old days.
1: Sounds so strange to hear on Cartoon Network now and also feels so dated to have such a copy-heavy
0: trailer. Totally. Yeah, I mean, obviously they don't make trailers like that anymore. That's how we used to make them. We would tell the story. Yeah. Um, But now the movie itself always is what leads. Show, don't tell. Yeah. Um, So the manga itself, uh, like we said, the movie represents merely the beginning of the manga, the manga is actually a crazy, huge, epic story that is more of kind of the same themes. I mean, it's definitely about it's, it's So what it is, is the manga takes place and it's called the, the end of what's called the Ceramic Empire, which is, so the Seven Days of Fire is basically nuclear war. So this is a thousand years later. The Earth is finally starting to recover. Uh, the Earth has been covered with these poisonous trees and these giant insects, and what Nausicaa figures out is that the, tre- the 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 growth and the insects are all basically filtering these toxins, and that underneath the earth is a new sort of world being born of clean, you know, flora and fauna. So the earth is starting Re-revening. to renew itself. Yeah. At the same time, humanity has been clinging on to life in a sort of sort of industrial age level, um, and they haven't had access to weapons of mass destruction. But they're all tribal, and so there are isolated cities that are at war with each other all across the, the planet. So Nausicaa is basically going on this long journey of trying to unite people before they basically blow up the world again. Um, and so it, the, really the concerns of the movie are pretty much the concerns of the, of the manga. It's just way more detailed. The political aspects of the different empires... And there are other characters that get a lot more play. They sort of get way deeper into that. And it's a terrific. I mean, if you like his artwork, it's amazing because it's a thousand pages of yeah. Miyazaki artwork. Um, so I, of course, love it. It's one of my favorite manga. Um, but the movie itself is is very faithful to the manga. It kind of cuts out a lot of unnecessary stuff. And, you know, it obviously condenses a lot of story down into two hours. And the movie came out. A good 10 years before the actual story was finished so obviously there's more stories anyways, yeah i'm surprised he never made a sequel that's what i was surprised
1: yeah. too that or that he didn't
0: allow someone else yeah. to make the, i mean because the story is there laid out right i think for 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 miyazaki when a story is when he's finished he's finished he doesn't want to like he's like i already did that right like, so i think maybe after his death whenever that happens and hopefully that won't happen for a long time they Whoever owns the rights, I mean, I feel like this is going to come back as a series or a show or something. It yeah. seems inevitable to me. Um, but while he lives, he's not going to let anybody sort of do that.
1: So we're going to go kill him and make the series. <laughs> uh, Check.
0: But And I wouldn't be surprised if it gets turned into a live action thing. I know that there are many. It's been one of those things that's gone through Hollywood a bunch of times. But Miyazaki always has said he wants total control. And, of course, American companies are so arrogant. They're not going to let him do that. Yeah come on who thanks, are you thanks japanese guy give right. me the shit we're gonna make a real movie um so that's the that's the uh, what what number was that on our paste anime was it in the top 25
1: yeah yeah, for sure it's yeah. the top 10 i think i feel like it's, i don't think
0: it's top 10 there full oh, please i think the other miyazaki movies were i think there were too many other ones that were top 10 i think it was top 20 because i think in the top 10 we had spirited away for sure wind rises for sure and I don't think we would have allowed more than three. We now. won't allow it. <laughs> You're gonna have to fill longer than this. Uh, well, anyway, we'll figure it out. So let's we'll get back to you to commercial okay. break. Let's start with let's start with um, some of my favorite manga adaptations, uh, because of course, Nausicaa made us think about like, well, there's a lot of great manga adaptations out there. I mean, so the traditional way of making anime, generally, I mean, it's there's all kinds of ways, but the the most popular sort of successful model for many years in Japan has been that a manga comes out, the manga creator is approached, and the and the publishing company, they get together a production committee, and they make a show based off of the manga. And so to the degree a show does or does not stay close to a manga story, a lot of anime fans sort of judge that show accordingly. So when they say there are filler episodes on a show, what that means is... It went off of the manga for whatever reason. There are several different reasons that might have happened. Um, So I'm going to start with the biggest and most well-known manga adaptation. Some people would disagree with this so I'm going to have to make a case. And that is of course Katsuhiro Otomo's great Akira. Uh, A lot of people think that Akira the movie is actually not a great adaptation. They feel like the movie is confusing and tries to cram too much stuff in. And that the full six volume manga which is like a thousand pages or more sort of lets the story breathe and it is much better like it, it makes yeah. more sense
1: there's a uh, nazis 24 by the way um wind rises is six which is what i was thinking of. yeah spoiler alert um to a magazine article that came out two years ago yeah. um i think that the way people seem to have different criteria for what they want out yeah, of I an adaptation. We should, i guess like, we
0: should talk about that it's
1: it's does it do some people want it to be A visual representation of a lifting of the page and everything is the same. Some people just want it to be good. And some people, the hatred of filler is so strong that they just want to not have the series (laughs) get too far ahead of the manga to where... That's usually what it is, is that there's just the physical creation of the manga. is taking.
0: So my idea of a good manga adaptation is that A it takes its visual cues from the artwork of the manga so in other words it looks like yeah. the art style that the manga is created in whether or not it actually involves the manga creator or he just sort of blesses it it or she blesses it it looks like uh, the manga the other is that the story generally follows the manga story and concepts or at least it's trying to say something similar right other than that I don't really give a shit if it follows things exactly but that's doesn't matter to me at all so akira for me i think for a lot of people so otomo himself he started writing akira two years before the movie came out much like miyazaki did with nausicaa and the movie came out when he was still sort of in media res working on the story so he basically knew where it was going and sort of just did his best to condense the ideas he was working with into a coherent Two hour narrative and I think he did I watched that movie and it doesn't confuse me at all And when people say They find a cure confusing I'm like well, Are you not paying attention like I just Don't think I think if you compare it to any Western film like 2001 There's no more weird shit in there than there Is in that I well, just
1: some people would say that, that movie Is confusing too, Well, but some
0: okay so Basically some people are stupid right Because every everything isn't Star Wars Which I also love uh, everything isn't Sort of completely laid out in that way um, and explain, but if you're talking about the tradition of science fiction film like Solaris or two thousand and one or whatever, I think Akira is in that tradition where everything's not literally explained, but you can sort of through yeah. inference, you can figure shit out unless you're a moron. So uh, so don't yes, break. I'm calling you a moron if you don't like Akira. Um, so I think that's fair. The manga itself is way longer, and Otomo's visual style is hyper, hyper detailed. So I think he basically kind of... He evidently was really unhappy with Akira after it came out because he felt like it didn't come close to the level of visual detail that he wanted to cram in, which is bananas if you've seen the movie because it's one of the most visually detailed animated movies ever made. But apparently in the rush to finish it because it went so far over budget and went so far beyond their timeline they had originally laid out, he felt like the story quality and the visual quality in the last half hour really dropped, which I, I can't even, I, I don't, I can't wrap yeah, my mind around What are your levels
1: that. of expectations yeah. if you're like, this but, bullshit in but the end? But
0: Otomo is a real, unlike Miyazaki, who's very, ex, you know, expressionistic with his art, Otomo's like a draftsman. Like, he draws cities and they look like a fucking city. Like, yeah. it looks like architectural designs for a city. So I think his... His idea of I want that much detail, but I want it to be moving. Yeah, I mean, look at the difference between the movie and the and the and the back, and that's the art it was based on. It's like the same. He wanted I want it to look like my shit exactly, which is it, such a crazy task. So let's look at. So of course I love Akira. Akira has been a big part of of my experience as an anime fan, as an older fan. Right. Thirty five years old. Um, we did get the opportunity to show it a couple of years ago on *Tsunami*, and again, it was a dream come true for me to be able to work on a trailer for Akira. So Sarah made this trailer for it. Um, and I think it's the best Akira trailer anyone's made. So let's check it out.
1: Suck it everybody else.
0: Was in an accident on an old city highway, was brought to the lab. It seems that he's their new subject for human experimentation.
3: You must take a look at this data, it's phenomenal!
2: Is it safe, Doctor?
4: Uh, what did you people do?
3: The time of atonement is upon us! Are your hearts prepared? The
4: time is nigh!
3: developed so much power in such a short time it's unbelievable keep away is
1: that what Tetsuro's doing? are you saying he has that kind of energy?
2: the thing about Akira's power is it exists within everyone from the start
5: but when that power is awakened inside it is important to wisely choose how to use it
2: your friend has already made his choice
3: Toonami is proud to present one of the greatest animated films of all time, Fully Restored.
4: Stop this, Tachuo! Stop it
3: now! The landmark classic, Akira. Next Saturday night at midnight, Neo Tokyo is about to explode. Part of a month of movies. Maybe we weren't meant to meddle with that ultimate power. You mean the power of a god? Only
0: Toonami... On Adult Swim,
1: so Maybe we weren't supposed to make a month
0: of movies. <laughs> so, uh, but the manga itself um, is way more complicated than the movie uh, has way spends way more time with a lot of the side characters, um, and sort of arrives at the same point and then keeps going. So, it, I think if you like the movie, you definitely owe it to yourself to read the manga. Um, if you don't like the movie, I think the manga is just going to annoy you more. Um, but it is some of the most beautifully drawn comics ever made. Um, and there's a new 35th anniversary version of it that's super expensive, but it's all hardcover and it's remastered and it looks gorgeous. So if you're looking for a way to get in, that's a good place to start. Uh, and then next up is another one I've talked about before, and that is, of course, Kazuo Koike's great Lone Wolf and Cub um, and Lone Wolf and Cub has had all kinds of adaptations, but for me, the six-part film series from the '70s that was sort of remade as Shogun Assassin in the U.S. Um, not remade, but combined, yeah. like they combined several movies into one, um, are classics. Those, they're just great. They're just great samurai movies, and they basically sort of so that the manga itself ran for many many years and was a huge hit in Japan it was, it was started in the 70s um, and there's like 65 volumes and it's and it's amazingly drawn and it's uh, really historically accurate and it tells the story of Ogami Ito and his son who basically, he is the shogun's executioner, his family is killed by a ninja clan, the Yagyu clan and they frame him for the murder and put a little thing in his house that's basically a a sign that he wants to kill the Shogun. So he becomes a Ronin, uh, and he's on the run because the Shogun thinks he was trying to to kill him, and the Yagyu clan wants to kill him too because he's the only one that knows he's innocent. So he and his son, he basically makes the choice to either kill himself, he gives his son the choice, his son's a baby, and he gives him, he puts, I can't remember if it's a ball or whatever it is, he puts it on the ground, and he lets his son choose, if you touch this, we're going to go on the path of death. We're going to be walking through hell and we're going to avenge our family. If you don't, then I'm going to kill you and then kill myself. So it's like, you know, sweet, pretty choice. reasonable choice. So they choose the path path of death. So basically he is slowly making his way through all the people that wronged him and figuring out exactly why they did so over the course of many different adventures. Uh, and there's tons and tons of death and murder. And the movies kind of condense just the the more important stuff into six feature films. I think it's six. It might be five. Um, and they're all terrific. Like You can't really go wrong with any of them. Criterion just re-released all of them together, uh, remastered, and they look amazing. So uh, let's check out this. This is the um, American Film Series Presents the Complete. It's like a commercial for the complete Lone Wolf and club, Cub. So check it out.
4: Grand
6: mode ondite. Non...
0: That's the Austin Film Society. They they showed, I guess, all those movies. And then I have another clip uh, that I think we should check out of just uh, Lone Wolf
4: and Cub. <laughs> 横で待つ
0: So just an idea. Of what, I want to watch that series. I know I would watch just the comic animated, uh, but just an idea of what the manga feels like. Uh, the movies are a great adaptation. The comics I think are more intelligent and a little bit more sort of um, historically accurate. And the movies definitely play up the violence and the fun. But either one, they're great. I mean, you can't really go wrong. Uh, and then finally, for me, is a more modern uh, manga adaptation, and that is of course One Punch Man. Uh, (laughs) One Punch Man started in 2009 as a webcomic by One it's a manga artist who goes by the name One Uh, and he also is the person responsible for Mob Psycho so pretty popular good running Yeah, Uh, it was started as a webtoon and then it was turned into sort of a a, a regular manga and it's currently still being serialized in uh, Shonen Jump and brought over to the US so the series covers sort of the beginning part of the manga and it's a good I mean it's a pretty solid adaptation the art looks like his art and it follows the story pretty closely um, there's way more story to go so I'm hoping that more One Punch Man will continue the the greatness of the, the first season um, we were able to get the first season to, to show on Toonami uh, and so like let's look at our Toonami promo for One Punch Man and then we'll sh- look at the manga
2: And the situation seems to be spiraling out of control please
5: evacuate immediately guess I'll go who are you? just a guy who's a hero for fun for fun! I'm the hero I'd always dreamed of becoming we're unstoppable! I became so powerful no one can beat me having overwhelming strength is pretty boring actually Fear, joy, anger. I feel none of them anymore. I'm gonna slice your eyes out with these. Huh? I got dirt in my special pants place. Let me just shake this out. Before, I'd have all kinds of emotions whirling inside me when I fought.
3: i put a spit light on that big headlight
5: of yours! Now, all I need is one punch to end it.
3: I am the Supreme! What a weak
5: going to pay for my sealer. Twin
6: Blade ticked.
5: Tag Oops. Sorry. You will never, never beat people. the Beast King. Hey, is this the guy you mean? Try and stop me! I just do the hero thing as a hobby, but as long as I get a kick out of it, in the end, that's all I really care about.
0: A real good seinen that sort of pokes holes at shonen tropes in a, in a funny way, in a loving way. And I think I also have a clip of the, is it a clip of the show or a clip of the comic? I don't know. Comic. So let's check out what the manga looks like itself. get the idea the artwork is pretty similar to the artwork of the show which as i said is one of my first things i look at uh so those are three of my favorite manga adaptations
1: well done uh first up for me is potentially somewhat of a controversial pick but uh, mm. i was taking okay. a little bit of a philosophical choice with at least two of my picks okay and that is one piece uh which has a few episodes and a couple of manga series cool. to its name uh uh, Ichiro Oda started this in July of 97. I think Toonami's March 97 birth was an inspiration for him to start <laughs> drawing One Piece. And 900 uh, manga episodes later and 800 anime episodes later, we have uh, One Piece in all of its form. The the One of the dings against both of these is just the sheer number of elements, yeah. but that seems to me to not really be an argument against it. Sure. The problem with the series, but one of the problems that people have with the series is the filler arcs, God forbid. Um, Disgusting. And just in terms of, which seems crazy that you would have 900 episodes of among an 800 episodes of the series and the production wouldn't yeah. time out better, but just the nature of the way you have to make things then sometimes that there's not enough there. Um, yeah. The...
0: But if he, you want, he to, takes long breaks sometimes. Yeah, he's just like I need a fucking break. And like,
1: yeah, I mean after
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know, run
1: twenty as yeah. eight years. Yeah, of doing it. Um, the if you want to, this sort of the reason why I picked this initially is just this, the fundamental aspect of what, in terms of taking an adaptation, what do you like out of it? And and the reason to watch the anime over reading the manga is obviously that it moves and it's more colorful. The voice acting is there. The manga is more faithful to the story and that there's not any filler episodes, but I still like both of them. And I think you can have each be independent of itself. Um, so this spot that we're going to show is the Toonami bringing back of one oh, piece. You're going to
0: hurt some Toonami one piece fans. with um, this.
1: So uh, here we go. I'm
0: sorry guys. Listen up, Tsunami Faithful. Big news.
6: Only two more weeks till one of my favorite shows returns to the mix. Set the sale. Let's find the next island! We have to start 200 plus episodes in, but I'm just glad it's back where it belongs. Plus, it's in sweet HD. We kick it off just as the crew drops anchor at Long Ring Long, a crazy stretched-out place. And home to a foxy phone. You want to fight? Bring it off! Let the Davy Back fight begin.
3: Not Scamins Explosives! out.
6: This show has a lot of episodes, and I mean a lot. If you want to catch up on the series, you can hit up Funimation.com for all things One Piece. Monkey D. Luffy and the Straw Hat Pirates are back. And if you haven't seen One Piece, you haven't lived. We're drawing close to a new world which no, only true pirates can survive. One Piece returns May 18th at 1 a.m. Welcome home. Only Kinami on dull
1: Swim. So yeah, yeah, we gave it a good shot. You
0: just revived all the... What
1: well, are they starting 200 yeah, episodes so
0: and t- Some arguments. people feel
1: like we started yeah. too early. Some people feel like we started too late. There's
0: no good place to start a fucking 800 episode series. Period. There's no good place. Yeah. Um, you started at the beginning you have 200 episodes of of non HD, uh, that you have to get through once a week for however many fucking years. If we'd
1: done it today, we would have had a pre-flight streaming show where we (laughs) read the manga for the first 500 episodes. Then we jump in straight into episode 501 and then we just roll straight in. But we didn't have the streaming technologies Uh, back then. And, uh, missed opportunity, but, uh, one piece i'm a fan dennis made that spot he's a super fan nice um but anyway uh second for me is food wars uh a show that has a unnecessary amount of pointless fan service but other than that an entertaining both manga and anime uh it started in 2012 as a manga and uh Crunchyroll started streaming the show in, I think, 2014-ish.
0: A couple of years ago, yeah.
1: Um, and then there's been a couple seasons, and it's um, you have uh, dishes. Of each, uh, each subsequent season is side plates and everything else. So this is combining the fun of a school and also a cooking show. And I think that both the manga and the anime are really fun. What I like about... The, this is a extremely faithful adaptation of the manga. The series looks basically identical, and at least in the first season, there's no change virtually at all. Um, there isn't an English dub of this series as of now, so what we have is the trailer for season one uh, of
4: Food Wars. Check it out.
1: basically a high school sexual awakening iron chef shonen and if that, that well, seems know, like appealing to you it happens yeah uh home ec <laughs> yeah it, it's not it's a full
0: oh, i don't know in the u.s that would be
1: home cooking school it's sure highly competitive not everybody <clears> throat> throat> gotcha
0: yeah sorry
1: come on get your head out of your ass uh and lastly sorry, for me Jesus. apology
0: sorry
1: is attack on titan uh, which we are about to show the...
0: I believe that's Attack on Titian. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: Uh, if, Jillian, if you could put the extra I at the attack end. Attack on Titian. Um, coming in... When is this show? In one week. Uh, the 18th. Mm-hmm. New season. Uh, we just got an English episode in, so good news, we'll be able to show that. <laughs> uh, it was... Literally, literally there just came in, yep. Uh, season one trailer, we... Probably will be sneaking later on in this episode, assuming <laughs> that we don't have to cut that part out due to lack of episodes. Um, but this uh, manga started in oh uh, nine, Hajime Isayama, and then um, Wit and Production Ig have been making the show since twenty thirteen. Um, there was an amazing Subaru live action commercial. Oh yeah, that came out in Japan. Oh. Um, and then
0: live action movies, yeah, two live action movies.
1: It's been uh, it's been doing pretty well. This is I think sort of the more typical manga adaptation to where the people, what pe- the issues that people have is that not every single detail is put in from a manga into the TV show, but I think that there's really no way to ever have every yeah. I mean, it's detail. same as any book to TV series to movie. There's always going to be stuff that's left out. So if you want to learn more about this world, you're going to have to read. And if you want to look, if you just want to see the giant petitions. Eat people, God then uh, you can get that in both places. I really like both the manga and the the anime series. I like seeing, um, I like seeing the giant titans move around and eat people more. The uh, Isayama is saying that the voice acting really led to him enjoying the series more than the manga. Which I guess, if you make it, yeah, a of
0: course, it's fair it come play. To life.
1: Um, so let's check out our initial. Trailer for season one of Attack on Titans
3: 100 years ago, the Titans arrived, and
5: just like that, everything changed. We knew home was a pen, humanity,
3: cattle. In the aftermath of that reckoning, humanity struggles for survival inside a great walled city. Aaron Jaeger has spent his entire life inside those walls, wondering what's on the other side. We live in a cage. All we do is eat and sleep. Unfortunately, <gasps> he's about to find out. It's impossible. That wall's fifty meters high. Because the Titans are back. They break the wall, and they only want one thing. Seven. is gonna stand shut up for a second we're for this now aaron and his friends will have no choice but to fight back against the impossible odds or die screaming if it comes to it lay down your lives the titans are coming and humanity is on the menu this is it
4: people
3: Titan premiering next Saturday night at 1130. Only Toonami on Adult Swim.
0: Fun fact, that was the last trailer that we did that used a lot of EO. Yeah. It was after that trailer that I decided.
1: You were tired of writing things.
0: It felt too old school. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And you're right. Good job.
0: Thanks. Uh, And then here is. I finally pulled my head out of my hands. Yeah.
1: Sort of the tease for season three which uh, we showed last week so here you go I
0: like Uh, that teaser
1: yeah Johnny
0: Ray excellent work Johnny Ray
1: that's not the final audio on that one but I think it will be by
0: the time <laughs> I'm assuming it. that by the time you watch it it will be uh,
1: so those are some of our favorite manga adaptations let's check out Adult Swim Facebook's picks
0: excellent Akira Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood a great very faithful adaptation One Punch Man uh, Ghost in the Shell is one that deviates heavily from the manga but improves on it in every way So, for me, that is a good adaptation, but by the standards of all the filler aiding whiners in the world, that's actually a bad adaptation. Uh, But I think Ghost in the Shell is a good example of what can happen when you do deviate from the source material if you're smart enough to elevate it, you know, in some ways, and then Attack on Titan. Good choices all. Uh, No jokes, no like Archie, Riverdale, yeah. It's a good one though.
1: Um, Let's check out uh, Tsunami Facebooks and see.
0: Yu Yu Hakusho, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, of course, My Hero Academia, which I I thought would show up, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, and Hunter x Hunter, which is a very faithful adaptation. Those are all great choices. Good job, everybody. Everybody did great. Everybody did great. We're proud of you. Indeed. Um, So let's uh, get into our sneak peeks. So um, first up, we are going to, as always, show you our promo for this week's episode, episode of Dragon Ball Super. Episode 75, I can't believe we're already up to 75, premieres this Saturday at 10.30 p.m. Let's check that out. Take cover! On the next all-new episode of
3: Dragon Ball Super.
1: Hey, Krillin, what's up? Goku? I want to get some good training
3: in. And to do that, I need a good partner. We should go do it with Master Roshi! Okay! Why are you guys here so early in the morning? Dragon Ball Super, Saturday at 10.30 how come I'm stuck wearing the goofy turtle costume? Gotta handicap you. You could kill me with a single attack, Goku.
0: Only Toonami on Adult Swim. I'm pretty I love, sure he's still uh, fucked. I love that Dragon Ball has stayed just as goofy as it always was. Yeah. Uh, next up is a promo for uh, this week's episode of My Hero Academia. That's episode 114, and that'll be premiering Saturday at 11. Let's check it out.
3: On the next all-new episode of My Hero Academia. Huh? Morning, class. Mr.
4: Hidalgo, what are you doing here?
3: Your fight isn't over yet. Our fight? The UA Sports Festival is about to start. If you want to go pro one day, then this event could open a path for you. My Hero Academia, Saturday at 11.
0: Young What are you doing here? Lunch! Do you want to eat with me? Only Toonami on Adult Swim. That's how I ask Gil if he wants to eat with me. Yeah. Um, And then, uh, finally, for our topicals, we have a topical for this week's crazy-ass episode of Crazy-Ass Pop Team Epic. That's episode 107, which will be Saturday at midnight. Let's check that out. On the next all-new episode of Pop Team Epic.
2: That was a
4: flawlessly cute performance. Thank you so very much. Now execute him.
3: Pop Team Epic, Saturday at midnight. Only tsunami on Adult Swim.
0: And then, last up uh, of those of, of the of the promos of stuff coming up, we have hopefully a promo for Attack on Titan season three. I feel good about it. That's not the teaser we already ran, so let's hopefully go throw to that. That's and, a good spot. And then, lastly, uh, when it's Attack short when Attack on Titan comes in, the good news is, Tsunami moves up to 10 p.m. So we will be going from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. So that's a, quite a long time, uh, and that's great news for us. So, but that also requires a new lineup spot. So here is
1: this isn't their lineup. Oh, what this is, is this? This is yet another jumble jam well, oh, this,
0: this is the this is the, the week before
1: well i think the spot
0: will do that pretty well all right Saskia, so check let's, it out. let's see
6: Tsunami is bigger better and hotter than ever a
0: new chapter
6: begins i'm about to turn out all your life go time dragon ball super powers up at 10 30 my hero academia punches in at 11 now it's one of you gutter punks is next Bully Cooley Progressive amps up at 11.30. Worst case scenario. You could die. Pop Team Epic does stuff at midnight. Your life has been spared. JoJo battles Dio at 12.30.
3: Look at me when I kill you.
6: Hunter Hunter, Hunter fights back at 1. Yes. <laughs> Black Clover works magic at 1.30. I'll give you pay. Ship it in goes Fox Wild at 2. Feel it in your soul.
2: One Punch Man hits it at 2.30.
6: Loop on the third steals the show. At three,
2: let us toast that. Yeah,
4: cheers.
6: And Cowboy Bebop jams at three thirty. Tsunami Saturday night from ten thirty to four. Put some pants on, I
0: say leave your pants off. That's it's always, always my
1: philosophy. Um, Tune in next week for the eighteenth of the lineup. Change. Okay.
0: All right. So finally, we have uh, Trash Man Trash Jams. I think I, you need yeah, to get I your it's readers really blurry. It's really blurry your progressives are a little uh, it's my, it's, out of whack it's a little blurry on my page trash copy it says Yes. Trash copy. so trash copy it why don't you trash copy. but it has your name next to it so why don't you go ahead and tell us about whatever this is
1: um, so this is me uh, fighting and potentially winning through another play of God of War on the most difficult setting why you say potentially well it's oh, give it all away <laughs> That's,
0: the, for, the for, magic. It to, for it to be spoiled there would have to be a person who cared i can well but you already know the answer <laughs> but you don't want to spoil it for yourself mm-hmm. indeed spoiler alert i win
1: um so i like to i have a spoiler for you in one man's trash when i'm gonna die alone i start on one spot uh-huh. and then if on i can get nuts, that far so if i can get that far then i try something else so let's see how far i get <sighs> Let's do it. Welcome to another edition of One Man's Trash, where I call Sisyphus a lazy asshole. Today I'm talking to you from deep inside the bowels of God of War, where I fired it back up and playing on the Give Me God of War, the hardest difficulty. And this difficulty is no joke.
6: This again.
1: I read where they were saying they wanted to make a game that was harder than Neo, and I think they may have done it. Even on the normal setting, which I think they call balanced, is still not easy by any means. And the next difficulty, the give me a challenge, is definitely a challenge. Give me God of War, they have the enemies react differently. They have more poison effects that they have. They do way more damage and take Way less damage from you like normal, but it's also just behavioral changes too. Basically, all of the fights suck, and the fights that suck before really suck. But if you always have a resurrection stone, and you're patient, and you don't care about your time, eventually you're gonna beat the game. And then it's time to fight the Valkyries, where the real fun starts. Because that means Muspelheim and Niflheim. Muspelheim I hate. It sucks. It smells bad, it looks bad, it's no fun to be in, and the challenges, uh, why would you be a god of war and make a challenge where you can't get hit? That's just dumb. But anyway, eventually you fight your way through all the challenges, then you do the impossible challenges and you fight the Valkyrie, which also sucks, but eventually you're tearing the wings off that Valkyrie. So then you go on to Niflheim, and Niflheim I don't mind as much. It also smells bad and sucks, but it's at least a real grindy area where you can keep going around and get better and better stuff. Most of if you don't do the challenge or don't like the way it's set up, you just can't progress. That's why I think that place sucks. But anyway, when you're in Niflheim and you're fighting through everything, you got to fight a Valkyrie there. And that Valkyrie is only hard because... You've got to get to it, but, again, eventually you're ripping off Niflheim's Valkyrie wings, and that sets up the final challenge once you beat all the other Valkyries, but they're kind of easy. Then it's Sigrin, the queen of the Valkyries, and this sucks. Sigrun's moves are basically all of the hardest, cheapest, and most powerful moves from all the other Valkyries, plus a few new ones and a little wrinkles. But unlike most of the others, she doesn't really have a progression. She changes up her progressions. So you have to sort of memorize all of her attacks, know which ones you can parry, which ones you can block, which ones you have to dodge, and which ones you have to throw your axe at to interrupt. Because unlike all the other difficulties, you can't shoot arrows at Sigrun to interrupt when she flies up in the air. So that's fun and she hits really, really hard. Eventually, I figured out that this fight wasn't so much beat Sigrun as it was survive this fight for about 10 minutes, hitting her every now and then, which is not easy to do. Basically, you can't make more than one mistake every couple minutes, and then you have to get a little lucky. And after literally probably 100 tries, I got lucky uh, a couple of times and got pretty far. One time I thought I really was going to make it, but (laughs) that wasn't right. Uh, One time Chris Hartley came in and interrupted me, and I got super mad and almost broke another controller. But I didn't that time. I mean, I did earlier when I was at my house, but not here in the office.
3: You lost control.
1: Sometimes just the cheap architecture of the room fucks you. And then one time I had a really good run, and I got lucky twice. Well, one really wasn't luck. I was trying to turn my Spartan Rage off, which made me sort of freeze for a second and Sigrun did the jump down from above and smash you so instead of getting killed I just lost all my Spartan Rage. The second time I really did get lucky I threw my axe to interrupt the jump up in the air and spin around and come down with the unblockable kill you death ray attack and I missed with my axe and I was like oh shit and I ran sort of forward to try to change the angle and see if I could get her on the rebound and I did and eventually I beat her and I didn't even have to use my resurrection stone and then I'm realized that there was some hinky shit going on with the capture device, Uh, but I still got most of the capture in, so trust me, it it came through. You see, tearing the wings off, talking to her, getting the goodies, everything's fine. No, you did not. You really did? No way. So now the only thing that's left is to go back and get all the Ravens, which I missed about 10 or 12 this time. And I think I got one or two more artifacts, and then I'll re-re-re 100% of the game, just in time for the new game plus mode that comes out at the end of the month, which I guess maybe is a new difficulty. I'm not really sure how that's going to work, but there's going to be new armor and new collectibles, so that'll be another one man's trash. We are not men. We are more than that. If you got something fun or dumb for me to do in a video game, hit me up on Twitter at stupidgill and let me know.
3: This was no easy feat.
1: Pretty
0: fucking great. That was exactly as exciting to watch as it has been to watch the last three weeks of you doing that. Four hours a day.
1: The uh, math is a little fuzzy, okay, but two hours a day, three weeks. Every now and then, it's not every night, course. It's like two
0: hours every day. It was. About.
1: It's around
0: lunchtime about two hours and then in
1: between afternoon PUBG. i I'm, I'm not sorbet I'm not,
0: I'm not hating on your work ethic yeah. i'm just saying it was a lot it of t- it, time took a well. yeah. it took a little so while yeah took a little so how would this rank in uh terms of the level of uh sweat how many controllers were broken that should was, be your scale yeah no controllers broken means it wasn't i've only hard. broken
1: one controller one time
0: but how many controllers in, thrown
1: until i did this one and
0: i broke another one <laughs> What was the previous broken controller?
1: Uh, Gran Turismo.
0: Oh right, Gran Turismo because you were chasing your ghost. I almost
1: broke two controllers on this one, but that's really more my lack of. But I bought a gold Sanity. controller for work. <laughs> I bought a gold controller for work Sanity. so that I could look at it and realize that I shouldn't Not, break it.
0: You, what you need to do is encrust it with diamonds.
1: So, so then I have a now that. I have a silver one at home because I broke it at home.
0: <laughs> um, is your but, wife home when you broke it? No, no. Uh, I was gonna say I'm sure she would have fucking. No put you in a fucking cage like yeah. sit down
1: yeah my dogs were like what the fuck <laughs> um but i just was mad at myself you so close threw it
0: and broke it or you, you just threw like, it down and you threw it down so hard you broke it mm-hmm. crazy i mean I they're pretty friendly. i haven't even done that. i didn't break like i haven't done that the gran
1: time. turismo when i broke the shit generally this generally, one i thought i could fix and then it just didn't really work because i put it all back together it just the the big dude. pad came out
0: Generally, here at Toonami headquarters, I'm considered the one with the bigger temper, but...
1: Well, that's accurate.
0: Uh, not when it comes to video games.
1: I just spike every now and, the and then. The
0: only time I've ever broken anything in the last 10 years is that Call of Duty where I broke the disc.
1: Right. Which, luckily, you can't do anymore.
0: I ejected the disc and snapped it in half and threw it in the fucking trash and didn't play it. See, that. if
1: you put it back in, that would have been... <laughs> and then tried to play it. That well, that's, been,
0: that's what's that crazy. That would have been a level My anger took more forethought. Eject it, pull it out. Yeah, that you didn't it. cool down
1: at some point <laughs> along the way.
0: I was just like, "Fuck this game." Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a healthy, it's a healthy hobby for the most part. Yeah, sometimes your blood pressure gets messed. With.
1: Sometimes you lose sixty nine ninety nine.
0: Sometimes you become the trash man. It's true. Trash man Sam. Yeah. Well, that's it for uh, this week's episode of Pre Flight. We'll be back next week to discuss a new film and some other crap. So come join us if you want please do or don't whatever right. it's fine no skin off our nose cool bye Tsunami every saturday night from 10 30
6: p.m to 4 a.m